Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 101 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown, and I am joined by Brett Patrick Kelly. How's it going? Brett is our newly crowned, very deserving champion, and we are going to be talking to him all about that much-deserved win. But first off, Brett, um, for our newer listeners or people who maybe haven't been around the block as many times as we have, give give us a reintroduction for yourself. How long have you been playing your Imperial Assault? All that jazz. Man, how long has it been now? Uh, since... Probably a year after it came out, I started playing Skirmish. So what's that, two or three years ago? Yep, about that. Um, got into the competitive scene in uh, late August 2016, I guess. And then hit the regional circuit, won myself a bunch of dice, won a uh, wor- uh, national championship, top four at Worlds twice in a row, and then finally... The big one this bring, past week. Bring bringing it home, bringing it home. That's right. Um, besides, so it, obviously we'll be talking about this season a lot. But what has been your most favorite list? Like your most favorite archetype or your most favorite list that you have run in your history of imperial assaulting? Um, you're probably expecting me to say uh, Han Rangers or something. I was. Ex- I'm expecting Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins. Yeah, I'm. I really like. Luke, Jedi Knight Luke. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. I really liked the Luke Rangers. Mm. Um, but I guess my favorite archetype was probably when I ran Han and Luke together. I don't I don't even know if that list has a name. Uh, but, Brett's uh, Heroes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the Rebel Jank is what I called it at the time, but it won me a regional tournament. Uh, so it worked pretty well. That was right after Heart of the Empire came out. Not right after, but it was in that season after Heart of the Empire came out and... I, rem- I remember reading about it. It was Han, Luke, Jin, uh-huh. and then just a lot of all the rebel good things. Some smugglers. Yeah, it was nice. Those smugglers with the uh, stuns, they did a lot of work. Han and Luke with change of plans really tripped a lot of good players up that yeah. regional. That was, was a good real, times. that was a really, really cool list. A very cool list. Yeah, I had a good time with it. Awesome. 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 All right. Well, the reintroduction is out of the way. Let's get to what matters. You crushing everybody at Worlds. First off, (laughs) let's talk about let's talk about the lead up to Worlds. Spectre has been dominating the the season, which we knew that it would. You actually I, I have hopefully given you enough credit. When Spectre first came out, I was like, well, it's only six activations. Right, like things that have higher activations are going to kill it. Blah blah blah. Like I, I was not too worried about it. Like Vader is going to kill like one of these guys in an activation with his party yeah. blow combo. Blah blah blah. And you were, and I remember you just typed something. You were like, he gives Spectre Cell gives Obi Wan value for two points. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh wait a second, this is a problem. <laughs> it's just mathematically so imbalanced. It's it's by far the best card in the game. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So in the lead up, so you, you you did take Spectre Cell, but in the like, tell us about the process of deciding to take Spectre Cell as opposed to something else. Like, what was what was your list building strategic decision making process? Well, honestly, this season I did a lot more watching games than playing. I still played some, but I did a lot of watching, and you know, watching Spectre Cell just take over is, you know. It's pretty obvious that that's the best list. So yeah. I really, I wanted to make another list work, and I tried some other lists. I tried Hunters. I tried Jedi Knight Luke. But, you know, getting on Vassal, you pretty much lose to anyone that's running Spectre Cell. 
with those lists. It's crazy. And I felt like I didn't want to just, I had made top four two years in a row and I kind of wanted to get back there again. So I kind of had to take Spectre Cell, I felt like. And I, I had played it a good bit too. When it first came out, I was playing it a bunch. Yeah. I took it to a regional and, and pretty much rolled through that regional. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just so efficient. And it's a fun list to play, too. So I figured taking it to Worlds, it would be not quite as mentally taxing Yes, as some of the other lists. Because if you play on Vassal, anything versus Spectre Cell, even if you win, it takes a lot of energy, like oh mental, mental energy. So much. And even when you win, you kind of feel defeated in a way yeah it's just exhausting i i can't imagine because i ended up playing seven mirror matches against specter cell at, oh. at the championship and i can't imagine doing that without my own specter cell to be honest oh man that is brutal uh, yeah every one of my games against specter cell was some form of exhausting right even oh, the ones, sure. even the ones i won uh, and i was just like Man, and also like I feel like the problem is like when you're playing versus Specter Cell without Specter Cell, you are just on such a razor's edge, right? In terms of oh, if yeah. you if you make a mistake, like you'll lose. And right. whereas they can make a mistake or two and still be in the game, but if it's like if you give something away, your margin was already so tight that you're. I mean, it's pretty much yeah. Over. It's it's unforgiving. It's brutal. Yeah. So, with that being the case, um, Spectre Motivation was what I think the the strong consensus was in terms of the best list, mostly for the mirror, that you needed, that if you ran into a Spectre Cell player with Doubt, their Doubt wasn't going to do very much against you, and you had this ability to get some extra movement in order to engage, in order to, like, you could have Zeb, you know, come mm-hmm. up with Ezra, and, he, and Ezra can now attack someone three spaces away as opposed to just two spaces away. So, But you didn't, you, you took extra armor. Tell us why. I guess, you know, everyone kept telling me motivation was so good, but I, I didn't see it. And uh, like I said, I've, I've watched a lot of Spectre games and I see a lot of motivation being played. And you count how many times that it actually makes a difference where it actually gets you an extra t- attack uh-huh. in the mirror. It's not that often, honestly. Like maybe once every three or four games. Mm. It, it's not quite as consistent as I would like. And. Yeah, you can heal sometimes, but, you know, you'll heal maybe one or two health a game, if that. And once your guy with motivation dies, it's an extra victory point. I don't know. I just felt like it was a little overrated. And I was trying to give it a chance. I asked a lot of people who were running it how to play it to get the most value. And I don't They They listed all these scenarios in which it can get you a lot of value but they're really niche and against good players good players know how to play around little one movement point tricks like that yeah i feel like the mirror comes down to you push your guys together and once they're there there's no escape yeah you're gonna find a target so i don't know i don't i didn't think motivation was as good as people were giving it credit for yeah so so i i like what you're saying though in terms of so motivation is not giving a ton of or it's it's value is not consistent it might give value but it's not consistent so is the thing with extra armor is is that you know exactly what you're getting and you and like the consistency of it is just worth it yeah you know 
I feel like I didn't really make up my mind on motivation versus doubt versus extra armor until I started putting my command deck together. Mm-hmm. And I really like brace for impact, and I really like stealth tactics inspector, especially against the mirror, since you get that reroll with the Kanan. With Kanan, plus you get the bonus plus one, you can just stack up a lot of blocks. And so I feel like extra armor kind of helps with that too. Yeah, where that's a point. If your opponent comes at you thinking they can do six or so damage with an attack, and all of a sudden you play Brace for Impact, you have a block token, you get a Kanan reroll, all of a sudden their six damage that they're expecting it goes down to like two or three. Yeah, that's and huge they find themselves really out of position. So yeah, motivation can get you an extra movement point, but I feel like extra armor for me can get you, it it can get a big figure to survive maybe for one more activation, which is much more important than an extra movement point. That is huge. And that is something that's, do you have, did you test this like prior, like in, did you play any tournaments or anything like that? Because I, I thought, and, I, and obviously I haven't played Spectre, but I thought the consensus was that the defensive kit had been tried and then cast aside in favor of just just alpha, right? Like, yeah. we're going to run double copies of Pummel, four surge tools, like we're going to run all these cards just to kill the opposition. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm still running the double Pummel, I'm running the strength in numbers, so I still got the offensive kit too, but I kind of took out the victory point kit. I think a lot of people are running Rebel Graffiti and... Yep celebration and i feel like i i sacrificed the victory points for the defense yeah okay um so i figured if i can kill one more thing that's more value than if they get x number of victory points over me yeah um and i did i did run extra armor in the regional i took specter cell to also so actually in that regional that's I got so much value out of Brace for Impact, that regional, that it really convinced me. And then I looked at the math for uh, Stealth Tactics, and honestly, Stealth Tactics is even better than Brace. Yeah. Um, so that that's really what convinced me. Mm. Although my Stealth Tactics, I didn't roll any dodges with it. It was mostly <laughs> blanks and evades. I didn't uh, re-roll into a dodge in the finals, though. So There you go. There you go. So, yeah, it was pretty nice. That is awesome. Okay, so um, you, you've mentioned, obviously, the defensive cards. Were there any other... Oh, and you weren't running Rebel Graffiti or Celebration. And I think Rebel Graffiti was a card that maybe a lot of Spectre players played. Um, but I know that DT was real down on that card in terms of like playing that with Spectre, right? He's like, you, what you want is you just want movement cards and go kill your opponent. You don't need... You know, I because I, what happened was we played like a practice game, yeah. And I I don't know what I played, but then I was like, hey, I I want to play Specter Cell against you just to see what you do. And I so there's a lot of reasons why this game was not. Oh, it was against his uh, Punishing Strike IG list. Okay. And I have not played like any Specter except to just throw bodies at people like in testing. You know, just to be like, right. I, I don't understand the nuance. Here it goes. Um, and when I was building the command deck, like I was building it as like we were getting ready to play and he's like, Oh, don't have, don't have rebel graffiti. Don't have celebration. Right. Like the, they're, they're dead cards. They're not giving you what you need. And I didn't tell anybody about that just because I didn't want to make specter players any better. Um, (laughs) But I think he's right. And that's, that was obviously the same decision you made. Like what explain, explain the logic there. 
I think he's more down on Rebel Graffiti than I am. Because uh-huh. I feel like a lot of the times you can force your opponent to come to you just mm. psychologically. I mean, good players are going to know how to play around it. But sometimes when you play it against a mediocre guy, he's going to feel the pressure like it's a clock that you put on him. Yes. So I think there is value for Rebel Graffiti. And obviously, if you draw it round one and you get out their negation, so that opens up your uh, take initiative, that's really huge, too. Yeah, it's good So point. I think it's a good card, but... I kind of wanted to go all in on these defensive cards, so I actually ended up... That was the last card I cut, Rebel Graffiti. Okay. And I put in Brace Yourself, which doesn't see a lot of play. If you guys don't know, it's the card that when you get attacked and it's not the attacker's activation, you add two blocks. Man, that's so good. <laughs> it's really good against Spectre Cell because obviously you're always going to get attacked <laughs> during a game, so it's always going to see play. Yeah. Um. And two blocks for zero is really good. That is amazing. I used it in the Vader parting blow meta with my white die figures because he would do his parting blow as I was like, you know, if I needed to get away from him, he would do his parting blow. And rolling your white die, you're pretty likely to lock down his surge. And then with that being the case, you've got two block, which nullifies like one of his red die. And what would have been like a seven damage attack is now only a three damage attack. Oh, yeah. That's huge. It is awesome. The value there is great. Yeah, so, yeah, Brace Yourself was a last-minute put-in. And it was between that and um, Officer's Training, Mm. which also is just another really good value card. I mean, you're getting basically drawing a card is super valuable with Spectre Cell because they don't have much other uh, draw card mechanics. So it's basically worth a reroll and another card with Kanan. Reroll's pretty decent on him. Yeah, smooths out his consistency because he's yeah. pretty much the only. He's got like the least amount. Well, I guess that's not totally true. Out of like him, Zeb and Ezra, he's the least consistent, right? Because Zeb's right. got two attacks and et cetera. So helps helps smooth out like when he rolls, you know, a single surge on his green die. Sure. Uh, the problem I had with it is he's not usually getting an attack in until maybe, maybe, uh, Round two, but yeah. usually round three is really when he gets his first attack in. And by that time, you'd probably rather have those two blocks from Brace Yourself. Great point. Great. Point. Um, and even if he does get in an attack round two, he doesn't necessarily need a reroll. Yeah. So. Great point. Great point. Okay, so before we get into Worlds, if you hadn't have taken Spectre, what list were you going to take? Like, what was, like, the closest runner-up? Man, not, I, I feel like nothing was even close. Spectre right. Cell is just... Well, to me, I didn't want to take Spectre Cell, first of all. Yeah. I wanted to take any other list. But through practice, I, I like we talked about, it's just I feel like it would have been such a long day for me, and I <laughs> yeah. really wouldn't have liked to have flown out there and missed the cut. Hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I, I guess I sold out a bit, but... <laughs> I I guess the second highest list would have been probably double weak ways because I did practice that a bit and I had some real close games against Spectre Cell, but I feel like I was pretty comfortable in the Spectre Mirror, so yeah, I, and, I and felt it, like that was the way to go. It's just a stronger play. I mean, and the thing was, for players who might not know, Brett really 
did a number last year on last year's regional season with Han Rangers. And so like, I thought there was like always this lingering hope that I started playing Han Rangers a few months ago, but then when Lothal Blitz came out and we, or yeah. when we saw how bad it was and then Maul's map was, it's just so bad for the Rangers that, Oh, that is that completely because before that came out, I was thinking maybe I could make Rangers work. They're yeah. pretty good on fluctuations. Yeah. They're awesome on fluctuations. They're good on Oost crew. Yep. But then Maul rotated in, and there's just so many places to hide on there. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. And getting range five shots. Uh, I mean, you probably won't get range five shots against no. a good player, right? Right. And so that is really, really hard to, to handle. So Yeah, so that pretty much killed the dream. <laughs> killed the Han <laughs> Ranger dream for me. Uh, that's right. It was just Brett's dream at this point. So. <laughs> right. Awesome. Yeah, Isaac uh, is a very good Han Rangers player, and he ended up, he didn't he didn't cave like I did, but I mean that's a player that deserves to be in the top sixteen. Yeah, and I think he got like twenty seventh or something because yeah. he didn't take Spectre. And you know, here you want to know something crazy about Isaac? So Isaac's game, he played Sam, who was one of our local players who made the cut. Um, and Sam is a really really good Spectre player. So you know, yeah. here's two things going. They played on Blitz. Isaac and his so and they're so Han Rangers versus Spectre on Blitz. Isaac, I think, rolled seven dodges in that game and still lost. Oh, my goodness. Right? Like that Seven dodges. And, wow. and, and he still lost. And That's so crazy. That just tells you about, like, how... And, the, and, and Isaac really is, like, one of the best Han Rangers players. And just, oh, for sure. Just couldn't cut it, so... Yeah, awesome. I do a lot of my practice against him. Yeah, he's he, he knows what he's doing. So, yep. Okay, well, now what we'll do is let's do an overview of Swiss. So give us, a, like, a... A uh, thirty thousand foot view in terms of your opponents, your matchups, what your game plan was on each of the missions. Just kind of like walk us through how Swiss how Swiss proceeded. Okay, well I I didn't get a buy this year, so I had to go the long route. My first couple games, both of my first games were against Scum, mm. and honestly, I barely scraped out of the second one. Um, a couple of Ezra dodges is what I needed because. Uh, the second round was on fluctuations yep. against hunters. That's a, actually a really bad matchup for That's Spectre. So really, I mean, we the those of us who took the double pirates list thought we had probably a 80% chance to beat Spectre on fluctuations, and that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I definitely would have lost that match if it wasn't for an Ezra dodge. So, I mean, I got real lucky there. And then I feel like all my Spectre mirrors, I played pretty well in in uh in swiss i the only game i lost so i played hunters round one hunters round two specter round three and then round four i played against david gal's loathcat list on yeah. blitz yeah and i'm thinking like oh it's loathcats and it's blitz like this should be super easy yeah, I, I honestly have not practiced against Lothcats at all. I don't think I, anyone has. I, I never I have never played a game against Lothcats. Ever. Yeah. So <laughs> I like I mean I before the game, if I'm not familiar with the figure, I'll ask my opponent to so I can read the card. Yeah. And I'm looking at them. They have five health. I figured all right, anything I have one shots them, even Hera. Yeah. And so he deploys in the back of his zone and I go up pretty much as far as I can. And I'm sitting on like three or four objectives round one. Mm -hmm. And he pushes his cats out and does like eight damage to Sabine at the end 
around one. Whoa. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, and he got the last activation, yeah. so I didn't get to respond. Uh, and then round two, I think I had initiative, so Sabine took one out. Okay. But then the other one finished her off. Wow. And with Beast Tamer, it's like those things, you can't catch up to them with your melee guys because they move four with Beast Tamer and then four more and then they pounce three. So they can attack from like 11 away. Man, that is nuts. I think they even have a speed of five. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. So that's 10 to uh, 13 <laughs> away. Man, that that's is crazy. nuts. Yeah, so, I mean, they're zipping around the map, and I know I need to kill this thing, and I actually had an opportunity to go with Hera and attack it, but at the same time, there was pressure on my Kanan and Ezreal on the other side of the map, so I kind of had to activate them. And uh, the cat ended up moving all the way up to my terminal, and he had a power token, ends up one-shotting my... uh, my chopper on the terminal with just one non-focused cat attack. It was ridiculous. <laughs> if he didn't get the, if he didn't get that kill, uh, I probably would have been able to pull it out. But the thing was he only killed chopper and Sabine, I think. And then I, I think he killed Kanan also at the end, but he got to 40 points so quick. Cause he got, I think 10 or 12 points from Rebel Graffiti. He got Celebration. He sold his Assassinate with Black Market for three points. Wow. He, he just found all these points, like, from all these different, like, non-kill, <laughs> non-objective ways. And he's sitting in his deployment zone, like, taking pot shots at me, and I can't <laughs> break into there. So it was actually, it was really close, but... Yeah, that 10 points of Rebel Graffiti kind of aggravated me a bit, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. After that game, people were like, you lost to Lothcats? So I was like, I lost to Rebel Graffiti. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That is that is right. That is right. Yeah, it was rough. And then, uh, so after that, I'm a little, not quite in the hot seat. I mean, uh, going 3-0 and is pretty nice. Yeah, because so at that point, you're 3-1. and one. You're yep. pretty likely to make the cut. As yeah. long as you win one more of your games. So I got matched up round five against Luke Sykes, which actually was good for me because he hadn't lost yet. He was so my that, loss in Swiss. So that means I could have lost to him and still been fine. Yeah. Because um, he was 4-0 at that point. Yeah. Um, but I ended up beating him. I think that game was really close. I don't remember exactly. It was on triple cross. Okay. I don't. I don't exactly remember how it came down, but I, I I had to play Luke twice, and I think they were both really close. Yeah, Luke's such a good player. Yeah, and then my last round, I played um, another Specter Mirror, and that one, I think I I had some kind of crazy opening, and it spiraled out of control for my opponent. So it was kind of nice to have a nice, relaxing final round and make the cut with no drama you know uh, yeah definitely what was so in these specter matchups like what were you're obviously running a defensive kit which most of your opponents are I'm, i assume actually none of your opponents were running everyone um, i think everyone was running motivation that i played in swiss 
So what was the game plan in terms of, were you just waiting till you could make a favorable exchange that they weren't expecting with defense cards? Like, what was your general plan? Uh, in Swiss, there was a lot of times when my I would be getting initiative round two, but some reason my opponent still felt the pressure to come to me. Mm. So I think my opponents made some mistakes during the Swiss rounds. Just losing, I I think if you're just standing off, a lot of times players will lose patience and they'll push guys up because they feel like I'm running Spectre, so I have to be aggressive. They're not yeah. thinking about the fact that I'm also playing Spectre, <laughs> yeah, <cell. exactly. laughs> so a lot of the times what ends up happening is they have like Hera and Chopper back in their deployment zone and then the rest of their figures are kind of spread out in a line coming towards you. Yeah. At the end of the round. And a lot of the times you can get some safe exchanges that are favorable to you that way. And if you can finish off a figure two, then you just have to, you can roll with that advantage pretty easily. Yeah. So that's really the strategy is to get them to come to you. Although once you get to the higher levels, once you get to like the top cut, that is really hard because players play super defensively, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, they just know, like, they're taking advantage of initiative swings and card play swings, right? Like, they're not just going to, they're not going to feel that pressure. Right, yeah. I know we'll probably get to the finals eventually, but if you watch that game, DT and I, we keep all our figures together, and neither of us wants to commit to the offensive. Yes. It's it's a very uh, tight positioning match up that one absolutely absolutely okay well like you said you made the cut um and i think you were one of the players who played nothing but specter on your way to the top is that right uh at the top in the top cut yeah i played spect i played luke sykes again okay. round one i'm trying to remember who else i played scott round two. Oh, that's right that's right you knocked uh actually actually i played uh, luke in the played, semifinals i think you played scott first yeah, it's hard to keep track of all this mirror match. Yeah, I played Scott first. Okay. That's awesome. right, top 16. Because you knocked him out of the cut again, so he was yeah. obviously... Sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. That game was super close. That one came down to a dice roll at the end. Really? Yeah, I feel like I had so many really close call games. That I mean, was definitely like, one of them. That's how these Spectre games are going to go, right? Like, when you've sure. got competent players, that dice rolls and mm-hmm. just one or two mistakes, card draw is really going to be the deciding factor most of the time. Yeah. That one almost came down to a tiebreaker, if I remember correctly. Wow. We were counting out who had more damage on us, and then I somehow got two more points somehow. I don't remember exactly. Wow. It was on Mall, I think. I don't remember which one, though. The round after that, I forget my opponent, but... After Luke Sykes? After... No, after Scott. Okay. The top eight match. Okay. It was on the uh, weapons, Tarkin weapons. Okay. That match was crazy, too, because at the end of that, time got called, and I wasn't paying attention. And I hate when this happens, because... I always want to get in that next round, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when it's time gets called in the middle of a round and your first couple activations have been setting up 
yes. for next round, it's so frustrating. Oh, man. You know, in, in my game, my top 16 match against Arvidas, Arvidas was playing um, Vader Palp Thrawn, and he yes. is an unbelievably conservative yes. um, Vader player, which is why he's so good. But I was like desperate to get to the next round because it was the i i knew i was like okay i think i've got a way to do the things i need to do and man oh live in those top games like time is absolutely something you've got to be thinking about the entire time the entire time so it came down to this time got called and i still had like two figures left i was like can we play the next round he's like you're still you still have two dudes left (laughs) i was like all right fine all right so so what a, he, time got called when it was Sabine's activation, and so she moved on to an objective, and he was, I think he was ahead by like six or something. Okay. So my last ditch effort, I had to attack his Ezra and kill him. Oh wow! And, and oh my goodness, it was, and it still came down to a tiebreaker. I think it was super close. Had you seen Lamb when you attacked him? Yes, I did see Lamb. Okay. And his Ezra was like full health, but I had a red die on mine okay. from the weapon. Okay. So, yeah, I ended up doing massive damage. I had a red die. I had um, death blow. Pretty much all, all my cards came out that time. Okay. So, awesome. awesome. Yeah, it ended up being closer than I would have liked. And then this... <laughs> The semifinal against Luke, I actually felt real bad for this one because I, I started with like the god hand. I had strength and numbers, urgency. Oh wow! I had everything I needed. I had pummel, and he left his Kanan out just one space too far, and I urgencyed over there with my Ezra and got an attack round one. Oh! And then I brashed up into the middle. It, this was on Lothal, so I brashed up onto his terminal, and I'm adjacent to. Sabine, Chopper, and Hera. And I was, you know, I, I went all in. I, I didn't know if he had to take initiative. I did not have negation if he did. Oh. So I would have been a little bit in trouble if he did. Yeah. But he didn't. So I activated my Hera, <laughs> moved her up, oh, got an man. attack off on <laughs> Sabine or something, tapped Spectre Cell, one shot his Hera with Death Blow. Oh. Played pummel, uh, played strength in numbers, activated Ezra, pummel, killed his Sabine. Oh, man. So it was like I killed, before he got to go in round two, Kanan, Hera, and Sabine were all dead for him. Man. It was six, six on three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and to his credit, he stuck in there and, and he brought it back a bit. But, I mean, it's just way too much. Yeah, you're not, I mean, like, that. that's the thing about the play. And, in I have I have seen three full health pirates cleared with a strength and numbers play, right? It's like, crazy. It's it's, a, it's so not fair. It's so not fair. Oh, that's true. But I mean, like you know, it's that that's something you got to play around. And if you can't play around it, then I mean, like that's one of those things that's going to be decided by card draw, right? Yep. And so, awesome. Well, so now on to the final, playing DT, the 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 boss at the end of Swiss and the Cut. <laughs> Yeah. Right, like in a lot of ways, That's like right. this, I think this is—it's so perfect that you play DT in the final because yeah, I, I'm definitely I, glad he was my my last opponent for I sure. Mean, you guys really are. I think you have really defined the top tier competitive meta, right? Yeah, you, you I, guys win. You guys win things. You're like consistently at the top. You've been in the top four cut the last or three years, right? Like, yeah. So it was. It was 
awesome to see like what 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 we're witnessing is yes like obviously specter is specter and we're rolling dice but these two players are clearly the best right like they're always here so you know whatever the meta is yeah it was really cool and you know he's knocked me out before so it's nice to get some revenge finally yeah so to give us a little bit of like give us some details about this game how did it go like what was what was the game plan who started with initiative all of that so he started with initiative and right off the bat he's like well i guess i lose (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah we so it was um it was the mall map with the uh what are they called? The dudes that shoot you. Uh, triple cross the gangsters. Yes, the gangsters. Yeah. So I feel like he made more moves to get objectives than I did. He, he sunk like four or five attacks throughout the, the game into gangsters. And I think I only attacked twice and one didn't even get the kill. Wow. So honestly, I feel like the right play in that match is to ignore the gangsters as much as you can. Yeah. Um, and I, I was actually using them for cover and stuff. So. Cause they block line of sight. Yeah. Like I said, it was very defensive. So even though he had initiative, it was hard for me to push up to him without exposing myself. And actually he got the first attack off round one. He pushed his Sabine up the hallway and he got a really safe attack against me. Honestly, I, I don't know if. Getting initiative is a huge disadvantage on Maul because the I feel like the sides are kind of lopsided. Yeah. Uh, the side he took, I think, has a big advantage. Just there's much better cover. And the side on the top, there's cover, but there's ways to get to it, and you kind of have to bunch up. Yeah. And so Sabine can really get in there and do a lot. But uh, he he threw a couple of grenades at me that didn't do a lot of damage. I think the first one he threw did nothing. Mm. And the second one did maybe one damage. And he attacked my Ezra round one, but I played some defensive card, and he only did one damage. Uh, I think I played... Um, I don't know. I re-rolled my white die into a dodge. Mm. So I got that evade block block. Yeah. So his Sabine was pushed out kind of far, but she wasn't really in danger. And I did get an attack off on her, but, you know, he just retreated. Yeah. So we had this, like, big standoff. I can't get to him. Round two, I pushed my Ezra up really aggressive. And I guess I felt like since I was getting initiative, I had to do that. But, you know, there was stuff going on other places on the map, too. So it's not like... Ezra's the only figure that can be aggressive. Yeah. And so he's putting pressure on the rest of my list, and I kind of have to leave Ezra hanging out there. And uh, I do... He does push his Ezra up, too, and I got... He actually revealed to me that he had on the lamb by accident because I attacked his Ezra and did, like, eight damage. And then Hera added a damage... And then he played on the lamb and he took it back. He's like, oh, I can't do that. And I I would have probably let him yeah. play it if he wanted to, but he took it back. So, But then his Ezra's out there and I know he has on the lamb, <laughs> but I had to kind of attack him anyway. <laughs> you got to get it out. <laughs> yeah. So that was annoying. And then he also rolled a dodge on his Ezra, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, this is what happened. So I attacked his Ezra with Hera. 
and he di- he used on the lamb to survive. Oh man! And then I activated my Zeb, and I have urgency in my hand, and his Ezra has like three health left, and he's six spaces away. So I could have played urgency to get two attacks off on him if I wanted to, or I could save urgency and move four and just do a regular attack. Yeah. Uh, and I was greedy. I was like, eh, he's not going to dodge. <laughs> so I moved up four and attacked him and he dodged. And then I'm like, well, crap. Now I have to play strength in numbers just to finish off his stupid Ezra. Yep. Cause that's why I pushed my Ezra up. Cause I had strength in numbers in my hand and I wanted to, you know, push up Ezra, activate Hera, tap Spectre Cell, all that stuff. Yep. And instead, I'm just throwing down strength in numbers to finish off his Ezra, which is such a waste. Yeah, I remember when this happened, like, everyone was like, uh-oh, right? Like, Brett's toast, right? He's mm. he, he was trying to burn, he had to burn Lamb, and instead he got a dodge, and, like, he's, now he's below on the trade, you know, like. Right. Yeah, and also he played, I think he played Death Blow to attack my Zeb there. And all of a sudden my Zeb's standing out with, like, you know, five damage on him. Yeah. And, yeah, he ends up killing my Zeb real early, too. And my Ezra's also hanging out, and I don't have one to land. Yeah. So I was, like, in deep trouble early. Um, but somehow I managed to climb back in. I don't even know how, honestly. Like, I, I mean, I think your play was conservative, right? Like, you didn't make... You didn't make any mistakes, right? Like, it wasn't like you blew or you gave something away that you shouldn't have have given away. Yeah. I would say maybe being too aggressive with Ezra was maybe a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made a mistake at the end where I let my... Actually, looking at the replay, Kanan shouldn't have died at the end, so I guess that wasn't a mistake. Because you forgot to remove... What you're saying is from uh, a gangster killed him, but you should have taken damage off with, uh, what's it called? Heart of Freedom. With Heart of Freedom, he should have healed too, but that didn't matter. So, yeah, I I think I played pretty well. I don't think I made too many mistakes. I mean, leaving Ezra out was very aggressive. Yeah. Um, So I'm not sure. That might have been a mistake, but... Uh, uh, DT did end up, he pushed a lot of guys up to get to my Zeb. Mm. And I feel like I kind of found a way to get a positioning advantage just because I had, you know, Sabine was really good, uh, to come in to support. And she threw a nice grenade at one point that finished off both, uh, his Kanan or not his Kanan. Maybe it was his Kanan and his chopper. Mm. He was really aggressive with his chopper. He brought him out away from the terminal. And he also forgot to system shock my Sabine at one point, which was a big deal for him. Mm. Because my Sabine at one point lived with, like, two health. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I think if you talk to him, he'd probably tell you that that was the mistake that cost him the game. Mm. Um, And he's probably right. I mean, it was really close. Yeah, it was a super incredibly close game. Um, okay, but the the big question is, is so the winning so the winning play is you he has got Zeb, you have got Kanan, Hera, and Chopper, and this yep. is where you said Kanan dies to a gangster, but he shouldn't have died because of Heart of Freedom. Right. But you've got um initiative coming your way. Yep. And you so how so You've got initiative coming your way. You lose Kanan. You've got Hera and Chopper. Yep. The game and what your what was your game winning play? Well, 
the round before that, his Zeb is sitting out alone and he's like full health. Yeah. So I had to, I moved, I had to system shock Hera to finish her off. And then I moved four with chopper. And then I tapped specter cell to get a chopper attack against his Kanan or sorry, his Zeb. Okay. So I was holding pummel in my hand at that point. So I wanted to get chopper into a spot where he could play pummel. And then, Round after that, I'm I got Hera and Chopper left, and I have to do three damage, and I'm holding Pummel. <laughs> I was feeling very confident. Yeah, at that point, it's it's pretty much it's pretty much your game. The question is though, Brett, is why didn't you use Hera to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> this this is what we were all like, all of uh, all of us who know you so well. And knew, so yeah. <laughs> for those, for those people who don't know, last year Brett in the top four, he lost the top four match to Greg. He did a focused Hera shot. Against uh, Alliance Smuggler, range 5. He had a 96% chance to make range, and he missed range. Yeah, that hair I rolled. One range on the green, zero on the yellow, and two on the blue. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, like, and you yeah. needed to deal, like, one damage, I think. Like, the, it wasn't like, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was like, if, you, if this connects, as long as he doesn't dodge, yeah. he's going to win. And you miss range, and it just has been this long-running meme in the yeah, Slack yeah. that, like, if you pull a Brett Kelly, like, you miss range. <laughs> and so, it's like, the, the the impossible happened. So, we were all saying, we're like, oh, well, he's got to <laughs> use hair to kill Zeb. But well, I mean, when my Kanan died to those gangsters, my mind was so full of all these other things, and I'm just thinking to myself, finish the game. <laughs> Please let this end. I need to get this done. So, I mean, I just played the first thing that, you know, the most obvious play, I guess. The last thing on my mind was getting some style points style, style with Hera. I figured, oh. I figured if my pummel, like, if he missed on the pummel twice, I did think it was going to come down to Hera, and that would be crazy. Yeah, that would have been crazy. I mean, you have <laughs> Chopper. I mean, Chopper is going to deal the, the a pummel, a, a, a Chopper pummeling. That is scary, right? Like, yeah, plus Spectre, he was some. Um, he was within three of Hera also. Yeah, so. so you can pierce through things like... Right, get yeah. that call the shots. Yep. Yeah, at that point the game was over, but it was... I made it... I, I don't know, I played pretty well. <laughs> yeah, oh no, your play was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, you could have gotten some style points, but... Yeah. <laughs> say, say la vie. Say yeah, la vie. I, I was happy with the outcome. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well deserved, well deserved. Yeah, thank you. All right, Brett. Well, let's give us give us like your thoughts on worlds. I was expecting to be a lot more frustrated about Spectre. Like Spectre did pretty much exactly what we thought it would do. 50% yeah. of the field, 75% of the cut. Like it wasn't like we were surprised by it. I yeah. thought I would have been a lot more frustrated at that. And I don't know if there was just like that special aura of worlds where it was just so great that we were all together. I just wasn't worried about it. But I had so much fun at worlds. Oh, even I with had a it. great time too. Uh, give us like your general thoughts in terms of like what surprised you about worlds what was your most favorite thing you know just your general musings on it so i think before the games actually started when we're all standing around yeah it felt like the atmosphere was very dour everyone was super frustrated about the state of the meta yeah everyone was bringing a list that they weren't quite comfortable with whether because they were playing specter and they weren't happy about that or whether they were bringing something else and they felt like they were in for a rough time. Yeah. So I feel like everyone was a little bit upset before the game started, but I know a lot of people had a good time playing too. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's kind of interesting. I think a lot of people were happy 
that Lothcats did so well. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I think a lot of the non-Spectre lists did better than we thought, because I, I know I was expecting, like, 15 out of the top 16 lists to be Spectre. Yeah. And so even, I mean, 12 were, but that is a lot lower than I expected. Yeah. And Vader Palp Thrawn made it, and... Uh, what else? Uh, Rebel heroes that were not Spectre Cell made it, yes. and Lothcats made it. Yep. So, I think a lot of people were happy that that, that happened, and a lot of people had stuff to root for on day two. Yep. And plus, uh, we all got to go out for deep dish pizza, and there was a lot of camaraderie. That was fun. Yeah. And we hung out at uh, the Kansas guys had an Airbnb. That was a lot of fun. Played some Smash Bros. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was it was good. I just love when the whole community gets together because we're not we're not a huge community, and I feel like a lot of us know each other pretty well. Yeah. At this point, we all play on Vassal. Yep. It's great, and um, a lot of people, you know, they'll watch uh, the stream or they'll listen to your podcast. So everyone's coming up to you like, "Hey, I know you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're talking to you like we're your old friends, and it's really cool. Yeah. Because everyone's so nice and so accepting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the camaraderie was very, very real. What was the thing that surprised you the most? The, the Lothcats, definitely. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Losing Agreed. to the Lothcats <laughs> was definitely a uh, surprise. Agreed. You might not have heard this, but I, I referenced how, because I think you, you owned up to this, that when you won Nationals, you won with Ugnaughts, but your loss was on Raining Freight. Yeah, that's right. I lost uh, on Raining Freight with Ugnaughts, and now I'm losing on Blitz with Spectre, so what the heck, oh, man? Brad, the best player in the world, but somehow manages to lose on his most favored map. Uh, yeah, some reason I can't figure out those good maps. Matchups. You know what it is? It's because I practiced so much on fluctuations, and yes. I did not play Blitz one time before Worlds. <laughs> Showing up at Worlds, I was like, all right, what is this map? All right, so what do I do? I just move my guys forward? Yeah, I had, like, watched people play on Blitz, and yeah. I had, like, read some stuff about where you're supposed to put your guys. Yeah. But I hadn't actually done it myself. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, Maybe yeah. it was lack of practice. Maybe it was the fact that he got 10 points off a of Rebel Graffiti. <laughs> yeah, but, I'll, yeah. I'll that. Those, those <laughs> Lothcats, though, they did they did uh, a lot of work. And yeah. I was quite impressed by how they did. I mean, he focused them both up round one. And they just come at you. And they're doing these three die attacks with auto pierce one. Yep. From surging for pierce two. Or surging for plus two. Yeah, from 13 spaces away, it's pretty nuts. That is nuts. I, it, it is. It was cool. I think the thing about that is it's one of those things where someone takes something that's not optimal, but they have practiced it enough that, and people have no idea what's coming, that they're yeah. just able to surprise you, like MHD, right? Or like sure. all these other figures yeah. where your opponent makes a mistake not realizing what you can do, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, 13 spaces away, you're attacking me with this? Right. right? And he didn't have any surprising command cards either. He pretty much just had the hunter package. Yeah. I was expecting him to whip out some crazy beast cards I have never seen. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Pack Alpha or something. I had yeah. to, before our match, I'm like scrambling to think about what beast cards he could have. <laughs> That's right. But he didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, Lothcats enough. I remember because I asked him, I'm like, you're running Lothcats instead of pirates, right? Like, I, you know, and I hit. Yeah. The logic was that. These guys are diving in. They're hitting people that pirates can't get to, right? Like, they're going to be one right. shot, but you don't really... Like, they're such a pain that... They only get three points, too, which is a big deal. Because yeah. I feel like his list is built around just 
winning on points. Yeah, it's a it's a very cool form of point manipulation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, that definitely took me by surprise. It also took me by surprise when we went out for deep dish pizza in Chicago. One of the guys from Europe ended up ordering pasta at the it was, pizza place. It, it, it wasn't the guy from Europe. It was Colin from, uh, oh, is, I think he's from Kentucky or something like all, that. Comes all the way to Chicago <laughs> to order pasta. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, come on, Colin. Even this hick from Hoytsville isn't doing that. Yeah. I feel, <laughs> he got so peer pressured that he ordered himself a little personal <laughs> a little pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That I mean, Luke's, good. I think it was probably like one of the greatest moments of Luke Sykes' life. And he, Oh, man. Luke he, was giving him such a hard time. He was. Oh, it was man. great. It was great. Worlds was just amazing. Absolutely. Oh, it was amazing. such a good time. Um, what was your most, besides winning, which, again, very well deserved, what was your most favorite part of Worlds? Mm, I, I think just hanging out with everyone. I really enjoyed going over to the, the Kansas guys Airbnb and just chilling, watching some basketball. We played some uh, Smash Bros. That was a lot of fun. So I really liked all the camaraderie. I liked that everyone was kind of on the same page with the meta. Everyone was kind of yeah, curmudgeon-y about Spectre Cell, but we were all in it together. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. no one. I've been at tournaments where there's been a list that dominates, and people get really salty about it. Specifically, the Ugnots. Yeah, it's a really negative play experience. So I I get it, but I feel like at this tournament, no one really. Everyone kind of had their heads on straight. They knew what to expect. And, yeah, everyone was a really good sport. It was great. Absolutely. I mean, like, I I think Ugnaughts is an interesting comparison because Ugnaughts has not had Spectre's, what's the word, depth of domination, right? But maybe it was that there's just something that was different about Ugnaughts or maybe it was that the community wasn't quite mature enough. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that in like the, they were juvenile, but in the sense of like, we just hadn't played enough together or what it was, but I have never, I, I have had games where something happens with Spectre. Like I played a game against Sam yeah. where he, I had a pirate to go kill Sabine. He dodged. Uh-huh. And then I was like, okay, reroll. He rerolls into a dodge. Okay. Yeah. And then he comes up with his, uh, his specter people and like, you know, kills four of my guys. Right. And I'm like, okay, well I'm going to, now I'm going to kill this Sabine with this other guy. And he dodged again. And I was like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm going to cool my jets. I'm yeah. going ste- to step away from a little, from here for a little bit. I'm going to think about how much I hate specter. Right. But like, it yeah. wasn't, you're, you're never like, rarely are you. And I, especially at worlds, like I never saw anyone being like, these people are bad, right? Or yeah. anything because they're running Spectre. Like there was just none of that. Yeah. Don't go on the forums and ask about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they weren't, they weren't at Worlds, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, like, and it, I think it was interesting. I did see a, a forum post where they're like, 50% of Worlds was Spectre. This is absolutely disgusting. And I'm like, well, guys, like, newsflash, this is not something that should have surprised you, right? Like, yeah, it was, it was, I, I feel like I posted about how oppressive Spectre was before it was even out. You so. did. You did. Like, I remember I remember your post about it. Like, Spectre comes out, and you were, like, one of the early people being like, guys, this is a problem. And yeah. obviously it took a few months to realize how much of a problem it was. But, 
you you were sounding the bell on that. And so, I, and maybe it was just that the slack that we have worked through all of the stages of grief and rage, <laughs> right? That like, at, at, by the time Worlds rolls around, like we know, right? Like right, those of us yeah. who are not running Spectre, like we know that we're disfavored and for whatever reason, yeah. we don't want to run Spectre. Um, like I didn't want to run Spectre because I knew I'd lose in the mirror because I hadn't practiced it enough, right? Yeah. And so, you know, like, but there is this sense of like, we know what we're in for and we all have enough respect for each other that like no one is going to be like oh you're only doing like whatever because yeah of you're sellout or something yeah exactly yeah, absolutely yeah. Except, except scott was a sellout for not taking vader so <laughs> <laughs> i mean someone else got further than him with vader Thrawn, so <laughs> there you go he's got to feel bad about that <laughs> That's right. oh good old arvados good old arvados yeah no one was uh, running han rangers in the top 16 were they no not even. i feel like top uh, Han Rangers had such a bad, such a bad map rotation. I, I think that Isaac was the top Han Rangers player, and he was like twenty seventh or something. Yeah, he so. was. I think the seventeenth ranked Rebel player, but <laughs> <laughs> most of those top sixteen were running. Spectre, yeah, Spectre. So. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. All right. Well, Brett, let's give us some concluding thoughts. I mean, we're we we've we've talked. Well, I should say. There's been talk about a 2.0, and we're not going to, I don't want to go into too much detail about that because we're going to have you, Chris, and Jake on to talk about that more in further detail. But give us your thoughts in terms of like what you think is happening with Imperial Assault. Like, where, what do you think we need to do? Where do you think it's going to go? Just give us, give us that kind of. Okay. Well, a lot of what I know is second and third hand. Sure. But from what I understand, there's nothing in the pipeline for IA. We're not getting any new product this year. And we kind of have known about this for a while now. Yeah. Because at Nationals back in August, people were talking about a lot of the good players were honestly talking about what's the next game you're going to play. Mm. Because, you know, the testers weren't testing anything and we weren't getting any news. So we've kind of known for a while that IA is on FFG's back burner. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to give up on it. And a lot of people are blaming Spectre Cell right now for the community's kind of tiredness with the game. Yeah. I mean, we're bleeding players. Oh, yeah. But honestly, we've been bleeding players since before Spectre Cell came out. Yes. And that's really not the... It, the problem is that FFG doesn't seem to care yeah. enough to invest the time that's needed to keep this game alive and fresh yeah you know people are tired of playing just the hunter meta that's been around since java's realm yeah i mean almost two and a half years now since that came out yep and uh you know those hunters have been at the top of the meta besides specter cell since they came out and then stuff that has come out since then if it's not a hunter and if it's not something related to vader all it does is either not get played or enhance the hunter lists that already exist. So, yep. you know, when hunters first came out, we were seeing double pirates and Shyla and Jabba and Rebel Care Package and sometimes Gamorians, uh, you know, Greedo. And then IG-88 came out and all of a sudden it's IG-88 and a set of pirates or IG-88. Yep. And, you know, it's not like the list has change that much it's just pieces have gotten added to it so as far as where ia needs to go to survive in my opinion 
And this might sound pessimistic because a lot of people are holding out hope that FFG is still going to somehow release a product that's going to revitalize the game. I, I have no confidence in that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not comfortable calling what we're doing IA 2.0 because, in my opinion, we're just fixing a couple problems and trying to reintroduce some old characters that have gotten surpassed. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that is, and, and if you're not tuned into the community, it's called the IA continuity project. And, um, it's a collaborative effort between, we have a steering committee. That's just a couple guys which are proposing changes. Um, and then it's up to the community at large to try these changes out and see if they like them. And then we're going to have what's called a season that's four months long. At the end of the season, we're going to have a big vote where the community decides what they liked and what they didn't like. And all the stuff they liked, we'll get to stay. All the stuff they didn't like, we'll just scrap. Hmm. And I feel like that's enough for now to keep IA going. And a lot of the guys I've talked to that are really good players have felt like this is enough to, to get them back into the game for at least a while. Yeah, because uh, they were ready to move on. I, honestly, I was ready to move on after Worlds sure. to something else. Because you know, if Nationals is just going to be the same old meta, you know, what's the point, really? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like the problem is that people think they're like, you know, there's no way, or the, I, I think that the thought, the hope is based on the fact that, like, even though things have slowed down, there is no indication that ffg is dropping imperial assault right like right. they're they're investing all this money in the app they're doing all these things and i think the problem is like what that fails to understand is that and this is something i have learned because like imperial assault and x-wing were my first two games that i played seriously yeah. and that now playing destiny if you're not getting regular content metas get stale real fast and then people lose interest right like right. people want to solve problems and do all these things with games and if you're not giving them regular content like People play games if if they're going to play the game enough to care, which is you know every week, every two weeks, yeah. they want new stuff. And if you're not giving it to them for a year and a half, two years, right? Like yeah. that, it's just ridiculous to think that a skirmish game can survive on that kind of a timetable. It won't yeah. survive on that kind of a timetable. Yeah, and not only that, but it feels like the map releases they've put out are kind of out of touch with what the community wants as well. At least what I want. Yeah, because they put out a map like Lothal that's just fluctuations to me is the most boring mission yeah. we've had in competitive skirmish ever. Yeah. And before that, it was Ooze Crew, which you, there's no way to interact with your opponent round one. So yeah. literally, they're doubling down on the meta where you just sit back in your deployment zone and focus, focus up. It. Yep. And a lot of people don't like that, but it seems like they're not really listening to the community. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know, a lot of players really like the aspect of the game where you try unique figures and see what works. Mm. You know, it's a puzzle. And, you know, like David Gow did with the Lothcats. Yeah. But there's so few opportunities to do that in this game now because, you know, the Hunters have been played to death. And we're yeah. very familiar with all the things that, you know, Pirates and IG-88 and... You know, Han and yep. Rangers. All, we're so familiar with all the stuff they can do that it's not really fun playing around with them in a list building setting anymore. Yeah, absolutely and, agreed. 
you know, you run the Slack channel. I'm not sure if you have stats on this, but it seems like the list building channels used to be every day was like a new suggestion of here's this cool list that I want to try out. And everyone's commenting about like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting or that seems weak here. Let's see how it works. Yeah. And now it's like, I mean, you go to list building. It's like you get a couple posts a week. Yeah. We ha- we haven't had, we have not had meaningful engagement, like in any kind of a serious way uh, uh, for the list building channels in probably seven or eight months. I mean, honestly, like since Spectre came out. Right, yeah. like Spectre came out, and all of a sudden, like the margin as to what people were going to be like, Spectre introduced this margin of play. Yeah. Well, and, and like you're saying, like it wasn't like so. What Spectre does is Spectre comes in, and all of a sudden, you're like, okay, all of that like fat that was on your lists, you can't have it anymore. Right. Yep. Like you got to get down to like the bare efficiency thing, which is hunters. Right. Like the other hunt- thing is, if you have a two die figure, you're probably not going to be pushing any damage through against the inherent block plus. Yep. Dice defense of Spectre Cell. Absolutely. Right. And so the thing was like Spectre came out and it had this problem. But like you're saying, it still was the case that like hunters were like hunters have just dominated things. Right. And so like the question mm-hmm. is always like, well, what is this going to do? Even before Spectre came out, it's like, well, what is this going to do against IG? Right. Yep. Like, what is this going to do against I- IG or like, like, can you kill Han or can you kill Vader? And so, you know, people had like interesting there. There are ways to play around that. But it wasn't like and the meta was amazing and Heart of the Empire. It was amazing because it was diverse, but it wasn't amazing in the sense of like there were hunters, there were Vader, there were rebel heroes was pretty much right. the story of um, the story of worlds. Yeah. And, and the weird thing is, even though it's diverse as far as what figures are going, if you look at the mercenary lists versus the rebel lists, yeah, I mean, I, I was running mercenaries, but 13 of my command cards were the same as Greg's and he was running rebels. Okay. That's nuts. That yeah. Is- so, so even though there's diversity of figures, there's not a ton of diversity of command cards. Yeah, great point. And, and then, like, and thirteen out of fifteen command cards means like similar styles of play, right? Like, yeah, everyone's running assassinate, heightened reflexes, tools. They want to get that big alpha strike, yep. where they finish off your IG eighty eight or your Han. Yeah, I, I one shot Greg's Han in that game. I remember with the pirate. I was watching it. I I played wild attack. I played <laughs> tools for the job. Yeah. I played heightened reflexes, I think. I think I played element of surprise. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah. I, d- I ended up doing like 12 damage to a zero damaged Han. Yeah. It was uh, crazy. That, it was at the end of the game, right? Like you had ginned up for that point, but it's great. Yes. It was Very like nice. round three or four. And, you know, everyone's running also these, these card draw trains where it's like 3PO or Java or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's running uh, planning, you know. Yep. All of a sudden, you got your whole deck at round three. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I, I'm obviously, like, this is something that you're looking to address with the continuity project, right? Yes. So, we feel that banning Spectre Cell is obviously our first priority right yeah, now. I think everyone has had their time with Spectre and is done. Yeah. Uh, but if you, if you delete Spectre Cell from the meta completely, you basically go back to Tyrants of Lothal. Or, uh, Heart of the Empire. Heart of the Empire meta. Yep. 
with Hondo, Sabine, and Thrawn. Thrawn. Those yep. are the really the only three big playable. I guess I have to say Lothcats now. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like Thrawn, Sabine, and Hondo are the big ones. Yep. And the lists that came out of that, even the Lothcat list was mostly just Hunters, and it was running the Hunter command card package. Great so. point. Great point. I feel like Imperials are at a good place where they have some diversity going on. There's people running uh, Swarm lists that don't use Vader, even though I'm not a big fan of those. Yeah. But they exist. But the other two factions, basically, I mean, some people are trying to make uh, Rebel Heroes work. But I find those lists are kind of suboptimal. And you got the box, which is really good, I think. Um, but it's mostly just Hunters. So yeah. I feel like the two things besides Spectre Cell that are really restricting design right now are the way that the Hunter cards pile up on top of each other. Yeah. Because there's no way to play around that. Just a, a weak way Pirate rolls up and does 12 damage to your Han. Yeah. Who had zero damage on him already. Like, yep. that's crazy. Yep. And the other problem to me is On the Lamb just... I feel like after we put out our On the Lamb uh, announcement, a lot of people had problems with it because it was not quite clear. But there's two basic problems with On the Lamb that I have. And the first one, which everyone seems to be on the same page with, is you get to roll dice before... The defender plays on the lamb, so if they roll a dodge, they just get to keep it for later, yeah. which is game winning. Yeah. Like the whole game against smugglers is does he have on the lamb or not? And people are giving us feedback that they like that aspect of it. Yeah. But it's so influential that it's the whole game playing around it. And that's fine, but that's been the game for so long that we feel. Shaking it up is necessary at this point. And the other problem I have with On the Lamb is uh, you can't play any command cards against a smuggler unless you've seen On the Lamb. Yeah. And if you do, you're risking just losing those command cards completely. So something like Death Blow, which is a great command card because melee figures need a lot of help, is completely worthless against smugglers because you're not going to play it in the first couple rounds. Because you can't until you've seen Lamb. Yeah, and a lot of people are think about tools and element of surprise, and those cards are kind of overpowered. So they think about those cards when we talk about, well, you shouldn't be able to waste your attacker's cards with On the Lamb. But, you know, there's a lot of other On Declare cards that attackers play that are not in the Hunter package that don't see any play because of Smugglers, so... I feel like we don't want the whole game to be does he have on the lamb or not. I mean, it's it's a good mind game, but there's lots of other subtle interactions in the game that get lost because that is the main theme going on when you're playing against smugglers, is yeah. playing around on the lamb. Mm -hmm. So we hope that nerfing on the lamb a bit will allow some of those other, other subtleties of the game to rise up. Um, you know, it'll give players more freedom to play command cards where they want. And players having more options, to me, is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see how the community embraces it. Again, the project is a uh, collaboration between everyone in the community. So everyone's feedback is valued. 
And if, if these changes aren't accepted by the community, then we'll just scrap them. And I'm fine with that. Um, but for now, I'd like to see how they go. And I, I, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback as well. So that's been really nice. A lot of people seem really passionate about the project, which I just love yeah. seeing passion from this community. Because after Worlds, honestly, a lot of people seem like they were giving up. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I, I have... Um, Good feelings about it. Good, good, good. Um, besides the continuity project, I know you had been doing Artifact. You'd been playing. Um, oh my god! Steam we don't talk about Artifact because <laughs> <laughs> it, it has just uh, been such a disaster, or why? So, man, do I even tell this story here? If you guys don't know about Artifact, so I play. I play card games too. Yes, I used to play a lot of Hearthstone, and then Artifact came out, which is valve's card game and if yes. you guys don't know valve they're like a beloved video game development company that has developed some of my very favorite games including half-life 2 which is maybe my favorite game one of yeah. them at least they did and team fortress so, dota i play yeah tons dota, of dota i play a lot of dota yep um so they said they teased a while back that they're coming out with a card game and they said it's going to be the half-life 3 of card games and they got all these uh, all these streamers to play during the beta, and everyone's hyping it up like crazy. And then uh, the closed beta starts for like normies that got tickets, and these tickets are getting sold for three hundred, five hundred bucks to get into the beta. Holy smokes. And then they pushed the date that the beta was starting back, like three weeks so it's going to be a week-long beta and people had paid like five hundred dollars to get into this month beta oh my now they're only getting a week oh my gosh and then uh they opened the mark so the way that this game works is they have a marketplace for cards where you can buy and sell and they open the market and to buy a full set it was like 360 bucks to start or something Ooh. and people were buying that and then people played the game and it got extremely mixed reviews. It was just, it took way too long for a card game. And it was, there was a lot of boring interactions where you're just pressing the pass button a lot. And it felt like you're just waiting for something to happen mm. instead of having agency. And so that released in November and it's April now. The game currently has. Zero players watching on Twitch, which is crazy for a competitive card game. That is crazy. And it has, I think the last time I checked, it had like 50 concurrent players. Oh, my god! And gosh. it sold a million copies, so that's insane. Wow. And they just put out, Valve just put out a post because people are still so optimistic about them saving the game because they're Valve. Yeah. And so they put out a post a co like a week ago, I think, that was like, it's going to take a really long time for us <laughs> to put out another patch. And now it seems like people are just expecting it to be the Half-Life 3 of card games where it never comes out. So oh, man. people I, pretty much just gave up on it. And that, <laughs> me as well. Although I still hop on the subreddit a lot. It's a lot of drama over there. <laughs> it's <course>. fun. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, that sounds awesome. Now, so so if that if you're not playing that, like, what are you going to play? Like, besides the like that in the IA continuity project, like what are what are other games you're looking at? Well, I mean, I'm going to have a kid soon. So the oh, amount yeah. of gaming <laughs> is, is going right. to be reducing by a lot. But uh, 
I am playing a lot of Apex Legends. That's a really fun game. Reminds oh, yes. me of Halo. Yes, I've I, I've watched your Twitch stream and it does look like a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Team Fortress or Titanfall too. I keep calling it Team Fortress because they get abbreviated the same. Oh yeah, TF. But uh, that's the same company that makes Apex, and I got into that because of Apex. And I honestly think it's a better game. It's a wow. lot of fun. That is awesome. Yeah, it's good times. Very cool. Good I got to I got to work on my Smash Bros to compete with some of these guys in the IA community. <laughs> That's right. They were they were kicking my butt. Oh in, man, uh, I wish I, Chicago. I, I should have come. I should have just been like, screw it, I'm going to lose yeah. in the I'm going to lose yeah. in the cut and just came over, but Yeah, was like, it was pretty late. Gil was pushing his like crazy drinks he brought over from Denmark on everyone. <laughs> it was it was his a lot da- of fun. His Danish beer. <laughs> yeah, he had like he had like some kind of weird li- liquors and stuff. Uh, it was good times. Everyone's yeah. like, "Don't you have a top sixteen game tomorrow?" <laughs> <laughs> and Brett's like, "I'm running Spectre. I'm just gonna go win it." Oh, yeah, I knew I was playing against Scott first, so I'm like, "Please give Scott some more." <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Good, good times. Good, good, good. Awesome, Brett. Well, as the reigning IA champion, do you have any more pearls of wisdom for us before we cut it off for the for the day? Uh, I guess I would just say get out there and practice all you can. If you want to be good at nationals, this is probably the nationals to do it at. Yeah. Because I don't think we're going to get as many players as in the past. And uh, I hope you guys give our continuity project a chance because I, I have really good feelings about it. So I hope awesome. it takes off. Awesome. We'll put And we'll put a link to it in the show notes for people. Maybe the the six guys who are not on the Slack who listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but. for sure. Awesome. All right, Brad. Well, we want to thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Kenny. Have a have a wonderful evening. Good luck with all of the baby raising. You are going to be as great at it as you are going to be even better at it than you are at all of these competitive <laughs> games. So. Yeah, I'm reading a lot of books. I'm approaching it the same way. Do a lot of research. <laughs> no <laughs> practice, though. There's no way to practice. There is, there is no way to practice. And also, <laughs> books are worthless. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get back to you on that in a couple months. <laughs> yeah, you're going to tell me. Uh, I remember that was what I... I I, yeah, you you will you will find something similar. You're going to find a very a, 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 the Brett Patrick Kelly style that is just yeah. far superior to anything you read in a book. So yeah, new world champion going to be coming at you in like 13 <laughs> years. Watch out! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, it'll be so great, so great, yeah. awesome, Brett. Well, we, again, we want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks again, Kenny. Okay, everyone, have a good night. <laughs>